download a podcast and you can listen on the go. Listen to live streaming radio. Or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. Let's watch a full eight movie on YouTube with me, Mike Spiegelman. And Carl. Hi, Carl. Welcome to hey, LW AFLMOYT. That acronym stands for Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Great to see you, Carl. Great to see you. And today, usually I would say we're going to watch this movie, but we're not. We're not. We're going to vote on the Razzies. Welcome to our show. Every week, we've been doing this since 2016. We are we stream first on mutinyradio.fm. We're on the station right now as we are every Sunday, 2 p.m., Normally, we watch an entire movie on YouTube and talk over it. We love all sorts of movies. We also are members of the Razzies. And guess what? It's time to vote for the 2023 Razzies. The ballot just came out yesterday, uh, two days ago, as we record other show airs on February 29th. There is a deadline. We need to get Wait, our no, ballots out. We will No, on the 19th, this will air. Okay. The ballot came out on the 15th. So we're doing it now so that you at home, you Razzies Academy members, can vote with us at the same time. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so we're going to spend our show going through our ballots and voting. And if you enjoy it or you enjoy the programming on Mutiny Radio, we'd love for you to donate at Venmo at Mutiny Radio. If you want to learn more about our show, find our acronym either on YouTube or on podcast. And that acronym is L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y. All right, Carl, I'm ready. I watched okay. all the movies that were nominated for Worst Pictures and Actors yeah. and, and such. Yeah, it's a big pain in the ass to stream everything, but you can't responsibly vote unless you do that, right? Yeah, I, I want to mention that I've been a Razzie member for at least 15 years, and there are years I don't vote because I didn't see the movie. Mm. How can I call Watson and Holmes a bad film if I didn't watch it when it was theatrically <laughs> released? A year later, I saw it. It was a piece of shit. Yeah, and that version was different from what was in the theater. So mm-hmm. thank you, pandemic. Thank you, streaming wars. We are now in a position where every single movie is available to streaming, except for three that I had rent. Other than that, I got it from my T freebie, from my Hoopla, my Hulu. <laughs> and we'll talk about it. Well, I had to pay for Good Morning. Me yeah, too. I think I had to pay for three of them. Yeah. Yeah, and I'll I'll complain about which movies I had to pay for. Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to go a little bit backwards. Let me share screen here so that the uh, audience can see the... Um, and this is a proprietary ballot, so I'm trying to copy it. Yeah, by the way, not just anyone can be in the Razzies, okay? I mean, you have to have a bad movie podcast. That's true. I'm sorry if you don't have a bad, but fortunately, everybody has a bad movie podcast. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I just, I don't want to, I wish it was that way so we can feel exclusive. Are we in the Raz Academy? Is that what it's called? But anybody can just pay the money and sign up and vote. The Razzies, it's the 43rd anniversary. 43 years ago, guy got fed up with the Academy Awards. He watched Xanadu. He thought that was a piece of shit and it was yeah. different from the Academy. So this has always been a parody 
of the Academy Awards. The nominations are announced the day before the Oscar nominations. The winners are announced the day before the Oscars. And they keep, unfortunately, they keep the same format that the Oscars do. That's worse picture, worse actors. As we right. get into the weeds, you can see how sometimes that doesn't really fit the mold. But Now, you at home, I suggest that on your YouTube device, which I know you had ready because you thought we were going to watch a movie, yes. you go to um, the trailer and just play the trailer without us. The first one we want to talk about is Blonde, okay? Right off the bat, huh? Yeah. Let me uh, try to stop sharing here. Now we can say, okay. The reason Blonde is the first one to talk about is it's got eight nominations in the Razzies. Big, big time, including two of the actors. Yes. Worst picture, worst. Now it says worst remake sequel ripoff. So does It is a ripoff. They're exploiting uh, a pop culture icon. The same way the Diana musical last year was nominated, even though it was an, a Broadway show. It's uh -huh. a camp figure, and they're exploiting the exploitable parts of their lives. Now, there were two people for Worst Supporting Actor. There was a Worst Screen Couple nomination, and there was Worst Director. Okay. Can we? Yeah, and we'll talk about that Worst Couple, because that's a pretty funny one, honestly. Yeah, it is. And uh, I'm a little mad at the Razzies when we get to Worst Couple because lots of those aren't couples. It's the Razzies making it's always, jokes. They, they've done that every year. They do I know. Year. Yeah. Okay. And it's First one of their of all, unique categories, too. Like, that's a category they can claim. It's not powering the Oscars. So, you know, they do. Yeah, Worst Screen Couple. That's right. You don't have Best Screen Couple for uh, the Academy Awards, right? No. Now, look, I just want to complain about this one Oscar. Is it okay, Mike? I know that's really not our Okay, I just want to complain about this one Oscar. Okay, what a grouch! He's a trash man. <laughs> Have you seen this place? What a dump. Oh, what a dump. Guy lives outside of this. He loves trash. Okay. The first thing I want to say is that Blonde, well, of course, it's Marilyn Monroe, and it's her biography. It's her life story. But it's fiction. It's fiction. And they make no bones about like elvis didn't say we're fiction right elvis tried to say they're that's really a good comparison that's another 50s icon who got a biography last year yeah and they briefly appear in the razzies uh yeah I... right okay so first of all it is fair they're they're saying it's fictional now one of the things is she never had an abortion and that's all over the film and so that's fiction and so they, they said they applied the studio wanted her to get an abortion because right. it's the love child of uh, Cass Chaplin and Eddie uh, Jr. Yeah, these are the Chaplin brothers. Uh, they are the, uh, Charlie Chaplin's kids. And well, it's one kid, and then it's Edgar G. Robinson's kid, Eddie Jr. Oh, 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 okay, okay. There, and both those only... actors were nominated for worst actor. Yeah, it was yeah, worth supporting. They were the only good things in that movie. They were the loves <laughs> of her lives. He loved them. And it was a sweet relationship. And of course, you I know, the man. So. And it was unconventional, you know, and it was in the 50s being unconventional. Sure. And that, that really, see, the thing is, in the 50s, there really was the real world. It's just our impression from movies and television is that everything was nice and clean. No, that was the public face, you know, and yeah. I mean, there were you know, girls that didn't, but there were girls that did in the 50s. They just weren't on TV. This movie came out on Netflix. It was 
two hours and 47 minutes, four minutes longer than Wakanda Forever. It uh-huh. uh, was based on a book by Joyce Carol Oates called Bio Novel. And I haven't read it, but just from the sounds of the title and knowing yeah. the author, it must have been like a, you know, not actual. It's a poetic postmodern take on, on a character, which when you read the words, it probably connects in a way that it should. But on the screen, Okay, now the the picture was pretty. It was beautiful in the same way Elvis was. Now Elvis was way superior to it in its look and feel. One of but my favorite movies was. Like yeah, I thought so too. At least in that stylized look. I mean, every scene was perfect. You know, you, you would pause that movie and you just have this million dollar explosion in the background, just and it's chaos. Marilyn, you pause it and you just want to slit your wrist. Well, no, but I mean. First of all, it was very st- it, it was black and white for some of it, color for others. It was very stylized. The director did this thing in which he he took the actress and put her in the real life movie. So yeah. Jack Lemon is uh, am I saying the name right? Right, but can I mention that Jack Lemon was played by Chris Lemon in the movie? Okay, so according are you sure about that? Yeah. Because it's yeah, sure. so for some like it hot, they use Tony Curtis's face, but right. the scenes where she's acting with uh, against Jack Lemon, that's actually oh oh, oh oh gotcha. Uh, let's see here. Real footage from Monroe's filmography is used in this movie, mixed with scenes recreated by Anna De Armas, who placed um, who was placed in all film. Uh, all about Eve. Don't bother to knock Niagara. Gentlemen prefer blondes. That was right. a big one in the film. That was someone with her skirt going up. No, no, no. That was a seven-year itch. Right. Seven-year itch is, yeah. And, yeah, and, and like, Joe DiMaggio, like, beat her for it. I don't know if that was real or not, you know? Bobby, and then, of uh, course, some like it hot. Andrew Dominic, this is our director, uh, said he didn't initially get permission from MGM to use the footage of their film, so he had to shoot backup versions, such as for the scene with Armas and Tony Curtis in Some Like It Hot, which he shot with an actor playing Curtis in case he couldn't get permission to use the original footage. Dominic was allowed to use the footage after M- an MGM executive got fired and was replaced by blah, 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 who gave him oh. permission. So he he covered his ass and filmed those scenes with, who did you say was Tony Curtis? It was actually Tony Curtis. He was listed as himself in the credits. Who did you say the actor was that? The actor, Chris Lemon, played his mm-hmm. father. Jack Lemon in, okay. in in some like it hot, but Tony Curtis they actually used the archival footage. Yes. Now, this was the first movie that was NC seventeen to ever be streamed. Is that interesting? I don't know. I um, I'm going to say bullshit on that because Casper Noe's Love, which had a lot of explicit sex, played on Netflix for a while. Uh huh. And then of course you got the three sixty five day movies. Uh, right. Which is probably Boy. not NC seventeen, but very close to it. Yeah, you know, the, I really didn't like those films, and we'll talk about oh, it. Oh, we'll talk about it. Yeah, 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 for yeah. sure. Um, now, this director uh, was also the writer, and he's very honest. He's very honest because he's very conceited, this asshole. Um, he did not base it upon the book, right? Dominic did his own research reading several of Monroe's biography. He's very He used very little of Oates' 2000 novel, Blonde, in the movie, but he also added the book was pretty much the Bible for the film, so I don't get it. Like, he, he did it on its own. She probably has her own style. I have to read the book to confirm it. 
he probably hit certain points in her life and he said oh yeah that's the bible that's right we should bring that up uh-huh uh-huh you know? like it was the bible in terms of the cadence of do you think that uh she blows jfk in the book good question now this is one of the reasons why i'm mad at the film like i kind of like the film but i'm mad at it at the same time like like he was trying to make the point that this woman was manipulated and used as a sex thing now number one we don't know what really happened with jfk right we don't know this is a totally fake version like come in here and suck my dick right that's right totally well i watch a 50s horror movie yeah well no he was on the phone is a cuban missile crisis and then on tv a ufo crashes into the white house oh yes right right The second reason I'm mad at this director is he's trying to show how awful we are to women, and then he himself does that. So we can see a blowjob on screen. Come on, dude. We're not stupid. Worse. Worse, the blowjob, then she goes out of her mind, like she kind of detaches herself and imagines this acting job. And then we see the the audience watching her blowing the president. Right. And it's a close-up. In, in our world of internet pornography, it's it, it you see you don't see the actual shaft because her fist is doing it. But it's I mean, like she's yeah. doing it, you know, right there on the big screen for everyone to see. Who are you kidding? You did that for sex reasons, not for exploit. Like, if you really were trying to say how awful it is we exploit women, you were not very good at tasteful at it. I mean, yeah. I, um, I had a problem with this movie. I thought it was very depressing. I'm tired of hearing about Marilyn Manson. No, excuse me, Charles Manson, uh, Hunter S. Thompson, uh-huh. and Marilyn Monroe. If I never see a one-man show about those those icons, <laughs> I will live happy. If there's a one-man show called Norma Jean, I'm not going. I'm sorry. Yeah. And that yeah. was my attitude walking in this movie, and it didn't change my mind, unfortunately. And it was really depressing. And I don't think the guy likes women, and we'll talk about yeah. that in a couple uh category which is pointed out by the razzies it was a slog a very depressing movie either you like it or you don't like it and I, I did not like it and but it was no, like in, in, in the beginning i'm i'm sorry I'm, i guess i'm cutting you off in the no. beginning um she's all like uh uh wide-eyed and like um you know babe in the woods right but by the end of the film she's still doing that same character of what's going on i can't you would think that she would have, you know, after Literally. marriages and abortion and fame, she would have, she wouldn't be all stalled. What's going on anymore? She I mean, was she lost. Didn't... She was lost. She saw men in the corner and paranoia. She She's on the pills. She's She doesn't know what she's talking about. It takes forever to give a tip to uh, a doorman. Now, yeah, that's right. I remember that. It was depressing the beginning, man. His Her childhood, it's depressing. Her mom was depressing. I mean... Yeah. That was probably the most interesting scene of them going through the California fires and her demanding, you know, and then the mom hitting her after all that, you know, yes, it, yes. yeah. So there yeah, was she an, tried to kill the little girl. Yeah. Fucked up. It's fucked up. I don't know. I'm not a fan I of the I have movie. more to talk about. Yes. Okay. First of first, they were going to get Naomi Watts, who I know from I Heart Huckabees, but you know her face. She's been in a million things. Sure. Thank her. They were also going to get um, Jessica Chastain. Chastain. Yeah. Who we'll talk about later. Molly's Game, Zero Dark Thirty. You might know her from that. The 355. 
yeah, that's right. The the spy film, the ensemble cast spy film. Now, also Brad Pitt is all over this. He was one of many producers, but he did a film with this director called Killing Them Softly in 2012. He learned that's about the project. He was the one who said Darmus should be our Marilyn, and it got cast pretty much because of him. We should um, mention that nominated for an oscar so this is one of those overlaps where uh a oscar nominated film is getting nominated for razzies as well the real world does not agree with the razzies and the razzies does not agree with academy you know okay she she did a good job now this was a little gross also how they would show the fetus in her body also it was a fully formed baby it wasn't you know I, i agree with you which would be it would not be endearing if you saw what a fetus really looks like as it's gestating and growing. So they it's made it to like be in a, her head, like this baby is talking to Marilyn. Yeah, they had the baby talk to her, and so of course uh, Planned Parenthood had a lot to say about it. Catholic World Report had a lot to say about it. you know it's on both sides. I don't know why he touched this area. Um, it's the love child of the of the men she really loved. And, you know, she had to go to a test and they, or whatever, and they, they aborted the baby. Well, in real life, she had three miscarriages. Two of them were with um, the playwright. What's his name? Arthur Miller. Yeah. He's Adrian Brody in this film. Yeah. And I don't think Adrian Brody did a very good job. He was better to see how they run. I really thought he was a lot better in that movie. Uh, But this, this movie was. You knew it was going to be a slog when he shows up an hour 20 into the film, and you're just like, now we get to the Arthur Miller part. Right. Yeah. Yeah, the film was going on forever. It didn't need to take that long, but it did. Now, this is really interesting. They used real-life locations in the film. Uh, The the initial scenes of the film were shot in the same apartment where Monroe lived with her mother, and Monroe's death scene was also filmed in the same room she died in, in real life. That's terrible. Now, DeArmas said at a press conference that she believes Monroe's ghost was with them on the set. She thinks that the ghost was happy. She would also throw things off the wall sometimes and get mad if she didn't like something. Maybe this sounds very mystical, but it's true. We all felt it. Best of luck in the Oscars. I hope she wins. The end. Okay. So I have I, can, say, I, can I just say something? My brother, no, Adam... My brother Adam, who's is a maestro of bad movies, he breaks yeah. the bad movies down. There's good bad movies that are just fun to watch. Yeah. There's bad bad movies, and then you have good good bad movies and good bad bad movies. Do you understand what I mean? And this yes, was a I bad do. bad bad movie. It was a bad right. movie, and it wasn't fun to watch. Right. You know, sometimes, like for instance, there was that um, the Bee Gees did a Beatles movie called Sgt. Pepper or whatever. Sure. And, and it was like, oh, this will be fun to riff on, you know, but it'll be a fun bad movie. But it wasn't. It was just a bad, bad movie. That happens. Yeah. Um, and we're going to see a bunch of them today as well in the nominations. I'm not funding this movie as worst movie of the year, but I don't like it. Okay. After Blonde for Worst Picture, we have Morbius. Okay. And uh, let's talk about Morbius, which. Okay, let's see here. Uh, Okay, apparently, this is a superhero film based on Marvel Comics character of the same name. Apparently, he's part of the Spider-Man. He's a Spider-Man-related villain, I guess. Although we see him as a hero in the movie. 
Um, Jared Leto. Okay. Yeah. Who's not made uh, for worse actor? There were previously two notable attempts to adapt the character of Mobius into cinematic form since 1998, neither of which came to fruition. This is the first time. Uh, he was going to be in Blade as an Makes antagonist, sense. and he was going to have a solo film, Artisan Entertainment. I know the name. Um, Venom was another Spider-Man-related character. They filmed this in 2019. Okay, so work on the film began to the end of the year in London in February of 2019. That's not the end of the year. Filming completed in June. Okay, so this was a 2019 film. You know, I uh, I don't think this was a bad film. Really? Yeah. You, you yeah. Think no, I will. think it's I think it's a bad, a good, bad, bad film in the sense okay. that it takes me. It took me five minutes, maybe a minute at a go for two weeks to actually finish this movie. Every minute, there's something new that's crazy in it. Every uh -huh. you can go to any scene and you go, why, huh? What mm -hmm. you know, or like it's just off. There's something off about this entire movie for the duration of the film, and uh, I really enjoyed it in that sense. That okay. it was also we're celebrating bad movies and pop culture. This movie was in the zeitgeist this year. We have to acknowledge that even my son, who knows what Morbing is, it became a meme. Uh, they, they actually re-released this film based on the cult of that. This is a bad film. Oh, wow. <laughs> so this is something that doesn't happen all the time and I think we should celebrate that honestly yeah, I watched the film and I didn't have any like reaction while I was watching it like this sucks you know what I don't about know. like he, he declines a Nobel Peace Prize you didn't think that <laughs> <Yeah>. was funny <laughs> well I don't know if it was funny but he how does he does he fly or does he just smudges around the, the night sky I I was assuming he was flying. He, he like he's acrobatic. I don't know. I don't know. He's got he like um, he jumps in the air and then like a CGI smidge happens and he disappears. So does is he like smidging? I don't know. He gives it's not really covered. <laughs> By the way, you at home should be. Uh, we should say it to you know find the Morbius trailer as hey, we talk about it and watch it. And you know if you're watching on YouTube right now, I'm sure that I've made the trailers. Okay. Anything else to say about this film? Yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of Morbius. I'm glad it, it came released. I thought Jared Leto went with his heart, and which we'll talk about in Worst Actor, and it was all there on the screen. I should mention that I'm friends with Al Madrigal. I've known him for years. I thought he was terrific as Therese's partner. Like, Therese uh -huh. and, and Al Madrigal are these cops that show up every time everything happens. They show up afterwards, and they yes. walk around. They remind me of the uh, DC character, the Phantom Stranger, which this guy in a turtleneck just shows up. They just show up. And Al will say, like, oh, you think it has to do with San Francisco? What? You know, the, the you're talking about Sony owns the rights to Spider-Man and the characters based on Spider-Man. Yeah. And Morbius, he was a 70s Marvel character, which was either Kung Fu or horror, you know, or vampires or Dracula. And that's what he was. He was a 70s yeah. Marvel Dracula. See, the and thing is, I, one of the things I liked is that he was a Dracula, but he wasn't a vampire. He right. made himself through this serum trying to cure his blood disease. They're trying to have like an Avengers movie where the villains of the remember the Sinister Six, Kragan the yes. Hunter, the the so at the end of this movie, the Falcon from the Tom Holland movies shows up in a multiverse rift 
and he's up there and he just walks up to Morbius and he's like, Hey, we should start a Sinister Six group. Yeah. Uh -huh. That's how it ends. And then of course, Venom, which is part of that cabal, shows yeah. up in this Spider-Man movie from last year at the end, like drinking at a bar, like I gotta find Spider-Man for some reason. Right, right. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense. Did you like the um uh Venom and I, I think Tom I like I like him living in in San Francisco in the Tenderloin with yeah. a Tenderloin apartment. I like Tom Hardy. I think he kind of pulls it off, but no, not really. Is this so? So Sony is one thing, and the cinematic universe Mar is a different thing. Yeah. So Spider Man does is he yeah. lent to cinematic universe? Yeah, he's well. That's the thing. He became part of the cinematic universe. They they Sony and. Uh, um, Disney worked together to release those three movies in conjunction, yeah. but Sony is holding on to the rights of Spider-Man and Why any character from Spider-Man. So there's going to be like Mr. Silk, there's going to be Madam Silk, there's going to be tons of like characters that were in the Spider-Man and the Spider-Man universe is pretty weird to begin with. So it's not like they don't have, you know, but it's, it's just a cash grab, you know, Did there's you no like need for it. Strange multiverse and you saw the spy other Spider-Man movies. I love the Strange Multiverse like movie. I really like that movie a lot. Uh, the the yeah. Spider-Man movie, I, I thought it was a snore. I was ashamed because I, I thought there was those movies are fun. They're they're aimed for kids. They're they're definitely aimed for teenagers. They're not aimed for me. And I, I'm grateful for that. So I don't have an opinion <laughs> on it. I really liked how they took um the the see, I didn't like how like they had a Spider-Man movie with Toby McGuire, and then all of a sudden, nah, never mind that one. We got a new Spider-Man. Nah, never mind that one we got and now we're gonna totally mess it up with tony starks involved it's not even uncle ben anymore can, you we, know? can we just say real quick about that spider-man movie they set it up that the that no one knows who he is and you know we meet all the characters they they're dead there was agency but now they're alive and they're all cgi yeah. anyway so the lizard doesn't look like the actor from the first place and it doesn't matter they died they're here now and it doesn't matter about the characters because it's all going to reset the next movie right they right. all forgot who he is and all the characters are all the private characters live in his universe. He he doesn't need his buddies in the next mm -hmm. movie. They don't know who he is, so they don't even need Tom Holland to be honest with you. They could just find someone else. It was a really crass movie. I didn't like yeah. that film. And anyway, Morbius Morbius is great. I, I'm a big fan of that movie. I I'm a big fan too. The thing is, I didn't understand that. It was bad. I guess the it world bad, totally it was. It didn't make a lick of sense. He would go in like bats are attacking you one second. Another second, he's calling another guy by the wrong name. And the guy's calling himself by the wrong name. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> okay, let's move on to Pinocchio. What does it mean, not Del Toro's? Del Toro made a – There's a, this is one of two Pinocchio movies that came out this year. Netflix oh, has right. one from Academy Award director Del Toro which he uses wood animation, stop motion wood right. caricature. I read about that in researching this. Yeah, I don't. Now, I didn't have the bandwidth to see it. Okay, now, first of all, Robert Zemeckis did this film, and you know he's the trilogy of Back to the Future. He's Forrest Gump. He's Castaway. He's Who Framed Roger Rabbit. I mean, this guy's proven his chops. Uh, the second thing I want to say is. I thought it was beautiful. You know what I mean? Like the way that the uh, animated computer graphics worked with the live action worked perfectly. 
when they go to Pleasure Island and this guy is popping up, handing them root beers on the on yes. roller coaster, it's just everything clicked. You know, like the actors, the human beings were on point. The the animation, everything that was on the screen, just all flowed beautifully. Uh, he is he made movies like Polar Express and Beowulf, which uh, I think this is more of the vein where he's just kind of he's a technician and he's able to create this flawlessly. Whether there's a soul or heart to it, it's right. a, it's a remake of a Disney live action a live action remake. We know what these we know what these films are. Walking in, they're pieces of shit that that stick to the cartoon regardless of anything. Okay, so I, it was a little okay. Pinocchio was everything about his dad, but he hardly knew his dad. He had a conversation with Tom Hanks one time, but at the same time, though, he was born. He got information from the Blue Fairy. Right. Cr the cricket is all involved, so it was the. It makes sense he wanted his father because he didn't know anything else. This was his first day of life. His second day of life, he's trying to impress his father. He didn't know a world of life experiences to say, what do you, I just met this guy. He met him like as being born, you know, and yeah. when we're born, the first encounters we have shape everything. So, okay, this uh, was a remake of Disney's 1940 animated film. So this was an, a, an Italian book in 1883 called The Adventures of Pinocchio by Carlo Calodi. This Perfect. only two months. They shot this in two months. That was it. That's nuts. Well, you know, Tom Hanks was definitely like COVID acting. You know, he was just in a room by himself for the entire movie. There was no one well, else there. No, well, the guy showed up in the beginning, tried to buy the clocks. Right. right. And then yeah. he got on the street. Okay, the clock that so has Dumbo. Yeah, that's right. A clock that has Dumbo. Now, his acting was not good. I, I got to – I mean, first of all, I love Tom Hanks, okay? Yeah, we love Tom Hanks. But he did walk through this – oh, my goodness. Oh, he's a real boy. Oh. Like, so this is know, not the first time he's worked with Zemeckis, the Castaway and yeah. Polar Express. So right. he definitely – they definitely have a kinship. But, yeah, he just kind of wiggled his eyebrows on cue and, and overacted. It's sort of like he was a uh, – uh, an amateurish actor on, in a play. Like he's, oh, oh I'm the old man. Oh, it's goodness. Now, I know Tom Hanks, and I bet you he had the ability to really become an old man and just say, well, would you look at I bet you all his lines and everything, we could have believed it really came from a person. I wasn't buying it. Yeah, and I have a problem with all the live-action versions. You it's not a classic, your cartoons. It doesn't have to be exactly beat by beat. It doesn't make a sense in the real world to have talking animals that you can't tell if they're talking. Right. This film like did a little bit better and it wasn't as awful as Dumbo, but yeah, uh, it was, you know, even the Aladdin movie, I, I can't sit through these films unless not that I'm in we the- saw. You mean- No, Robin no, Williams. not with Bud Spencer, oh, with, with uh, Guy Ritchie directed with uh, Will Smith. Okay, so- um. It, uh, the critics found that it lacked the charm of the 1940s film, uh, visually dazzling but soulless. Yeah. Uh, your conscience should be your guide to not make unnecessary remakes. Oh. Uh, <laughs> generally unfavorable reviews. Every frame in Pinocchio is filled with rich and rich and lush detail. Yep. It almost looks like a 3D film, and the performances yep. 
whether live action or voiced are universally excellent. I don't agree with the performance. Well, I know Lorraine Bracco from The Sopranos yes. is nominated, and I don't even remember her character. Well, she was the woman – she was the girl puppet, I think. She was the girl puppet, not the puppeteer. Right. No, no. The puppeteer was a live-action person. Yeah. But I didn't hear that kind of raspy voice in that – maybe I'm wrong. I'm not sure. I love she her She doesn't get my training. voice vote in the Razzie, so that's why I guess I didn't – I didn't. I didn't notice. I thought it was the uh, human actress that was the puppeteer that was doing it. I thought she had a crush on Pinocchio, and that's why she was talking through the puppeteer. I didn't realize. Yeah, through the puppet, right? I didn't realize the puppet was there. It's it's a film that they're going to make, whether I want to watch it or not, because they have a bottom line and they know they're going to make money. And they released yes. it not in theaters, but they put it in, in uh, Disney Graveyard to Die, Disney Plus. But you know, now, it's content. One of the things that the critics pointed out, and I didn't even know it, because but I, I have seen the original film, but this like dead son that Tom Hanks has and a dead wife wasn't part of 1940s film apparently. Well, you know this. They also streamlined the point. So Jiminy Cricket, first off, he looks it's such a corporate film. He while they play "When You Wish Upon a Star," he goes, "Oh, that's my song." Right, yeah, like in the beginning, yeah. screw you, Disney. <laughs> and then, like they streamlined this thing, like it's not episodic adventures. It's he has to find a conscious, and these are these things are happening in sequ in sequential order because he needs to find a conscious. Right. I don't think the 1940 cartoon really was that streamlined. I don't think the book, you know, even though it was a morality tale, was like oh. Because he didn't listen to Jiminy Cricket, he right. this happened. It was just things were. I happening. wonder if Jiminy Cricket was the Disney creation for the. It was, yeah. It was, I don't think there was a Jiminy Cricket. And also, bring back the fucking cigars. Bring back the goddamn cigars. The fuck, <laughs> it was the best part of the movie. These boys smoking cigars at Pleasure <laughs> Island. Didn't even give me the cigars. They're they're committing a sin. And the only time a girl shows up is when they were complaining. They're holding signs that say, "You know, we hate things" or whatever. Right. Right. Yeah. Six nominations this gets for the Razzies. I didn't think it was as sucky. It's not as sucky. Yeah, I'm okay. not. The only other weird thing about this is that the principal photography began under the working title Mahogany. Oh, like Diana Ross movie. But why wouldn't it be Pinocchio? Because they don't want people to know what they're doing. They don't want. Oh, like, that's why it was to yeah. hot. Oh, 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 okay. So if you have a big movie, you you would send the reel, but you would say it's something else. It's Blue Storm or some shit like that. Anything else to say about Pinocchio? No. Okay, no, let's man. go back to the voting. And next is it is good morning. Good morning. Listen, <gasps> audience at home, go to YouTube and. Search for trailer. Carl, I, I'm not. I can't watch the trailer because my girlfriend broke up with me. <laughs> I can't eat. I'm not hungry. My girlfriend broke up with me. Yeah, but we're at the Denny's and you're with six of your friends. Let's go eat anyway. Yeah. Okay. So this film, first of all, when I was watching it, I was like, we're not seeing anything new here. It's the same old stoner stuff and uh, youth stuff. The hangout movie. Hangout movie. Right, and um, you know that uh, the the roommate who became their neighbor, she yeah. was all makeup. I don't know what she really looks like in the real world. She was Megan just Fox? makeup. Megan Fox. Well, I mean, there's one scene where she's not wearing shoes, so you get to see her toes on the trial. 
but I'm sure they she had them painted. Tone, I didn't look, but her nails. This is a buddy buddy hangout film. It's written and directed by Machine Gun Kelly and okay. a guy named Mod Son, who right. I think now, he's he's the what the blue haired roommate. Right, he's the blue haired guy, and I I just want to say that. Like, while I was watching this film, I didn't know that. But when it was done, when I learned that it was written, produced, and directed by those two goofs, I had a little more respect for them, that they could pull something together. I mean, they wrote it, produced it, and directed it. It really looked like it's some a day in the life. Hollywood executives got the latest things and put it all together. No, they did that on their own. This is a day in the life about a fictitious actor named London Creed or whatever, London, London yeah. Royal. And yeah, London he, Broil. London Broil. He stars in Good Bad People, which had a terrible season finale, uh, which I guess is on terrestrial TV. And they right. released that episode that week. And he's going up for the uh, to audition for Batman. However, right. he receives a text at the start of the film that says, Good morning with a U. The idiot has to look up the w definition of the word morning on his phone. Mm -hmm. And he's like, Oh, no, my girlfriend's going to break up with me. Immediately, that's all he talks about. Every he gets all this cool weed, right. he gets all this opportunity. I don't want uh, my girlfriend to she not at all. There's not a single moment where she wants to break up with him until right. his whiny ass causes her to say, Shut up. I, <laughs> yeah, I, you yeah. know, I want some space. I need a break. I but really it, liked when it was with the U. So he goes, What is this English? I wonder how many people got that, you know, with like color and behavior. Yeah. There's other words. But we all know what the word morning is. It was it was kind of I mean, I get it. It's the beat of the he movie. He should know. He yeah. should know. He shouldn't have had to Google. He's that. a fucking idiot. Everything is handed to him. It's an entourage movie. It's if you like the entourage and if you like Dave with Gata, 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 G A T A. It's an acronym. He was really good in that movie. Uh you know, I, I at one point, he goes um, when he was getting canceled or whatever. He goes, I understand if you guys don't want me to be my friends anymore, acknowledging that they're just an entourage, you know? It is an entourage. And, but they've been best friends since high school. Every single fucking character. He's been yes. my best friend since uh, yes. we were kids. Give me a break. Some yeah, it's kids. a millennial humor thing. They're on their phone. They're doing Instagram videos. And he decides not to go to the Batman interview because he wants to – his girlfriend's breaking up with him. Yeah. He gets – wearing a mask uh, to talk Wasn't to the Wasn't the manager director. great? The manager was very funny. Oh yeah, she leaves that voice you. message. Was so funny. Yeah, she was right, great in that right, movie. Right, yeah. Then oh, she goes. Man, she was really I gave the good. director of Pluto Nash a fave, and now I have to, you know, now it's payback. <laughs> whatever. I guess that's Tom Arnold was playing the director of Pluto Nash. Yes, right? yeah. yes. I loved. He goes um, when he, they're psyching him up to leave. He turns just as he's about to leave. He goes, "I'm Batman," right? And she was like, "That's pretty good." Yeah, that's better because he was lowering his voice. He's like, "I'm oh, Bruce Wayne." He goes, "Nah." Hey, um, this is seven you know, nominations. This gets for the Razzies. They really sure. think this film sucks. It's it's very lightweight. Nothing really happens. It's all self inflicted. He's he's a spoiled little boy. Yes, uh, but that's the movie. But, but that's the thing. Like he wrote it all. You know what I mean? Like he he wasn't an idiot. He knew what morning meant. Because yeah. he wrote the film, you know. Okay, but, but so can we, can we get to the ending? About... What's that? The twist ending at the end of the credits. What he won, Batman. Tell me, tell me the what am I so, forget? I just saw it. The end credits roll and they show all the outtakes. You get to see, yes. you know, 
they they killed they used snout to tail in that movie. No footage was wasted. It was all in the <laughs> end credits. And then at the credits end, there's a post credit scene where right. it's revealed the hospital scene is actually the finale of his TV show, right, Good Bad right, People. Right, right, right. Yeah. And they go, that's a cut, that's a wrap for Good Bad People. You've been great. And then he has a British accent, which I don't know in real life he does. Yeah, he does. Yeah, in real oh, life okay. he is. So yeah. he's talking like he normally, and he's like, what is the point of this movie? I get hot. I knock off, I break my, my girlfriend's family urns, and I replace the ashes with Hot weed, yeah. right? He was self-critical of it at the he way. He undercuts end. the entire movie at the end. It's, it was ballsy as shit. Yeah, that was really good. Oh, and can I just mention one thing about this movie? I yeah. laughed really hard when they were smoking pot, and they showed the different ways to smoke. When they did the Jungle Book, where Megan Fox has this giant tobacco leaf, and she puts yeah, it under right. the camera like Bugs Bunny. Are you crying? Yeah, she sprinkles two or three buds, and they fall behind the camera, and then she lifts. Back in the frame, a completely rolled giant, like kitchen yeah. chong, and it was a blunt. It was tobacco, and just proceeds to smoke this novelty blunt. And I thought she was very funny in this movie, and that was a great scene. And you know, it's not the it was both good and bad, right? It yeah, was both, both good, and, good bad. and bad. It entertained me. Yeah, it was like bad with some impressive stuff that was really and Pete, creative. Pete Robinson, Pete Robinson, was funny in this movie. Barry. Oh, wait, yeah, let's talk about. Are you talking we'll, about? We'll talk the, about uh, him soon. We'll talk about him soon. He's nominated for. Is he for Staten work. Island guy? King of Staten Island guy? Okay, Pete Davidson, right? So they said that he just had a cameo role. He didn't have a cameo role. No, he, he showed was, up. It, they said it was extended cameo, but he showed up three times in that movie, basically. He said some funny, funny stuff. Like he was like fingering Ruby the butt. Not when you start, but when you finish. Like it was some, and he was really skeevy and gross looking. He, the funniest he, scene is they have a friend named Fat Joe. He's not fat. His name's not Joe. He just likes right. to lean back when he hears pot. And he gets into a K hall and they drag him to the hotel where, uh, where Barry is the valet. And right. He gets him out of the K hall. It's the funniest. But why is it they needed Barry? Remember, they're like, we need He's Barry. He's such a killjoy. He, he, he snaps people too. Oh, that's why. Cause he's so. I didn't Barry understand why our our hero London was like um, hugging him and wanting to be his friend, and then two seconds later he backed off. Yeah, like right. I I don't understand why you wanted to be the friend. He I know why you backed off. Number. He's dogging me. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'll text you right now. That was uh, I knew it you was... guys would be back. All right, so this movie wasn't great, but it was enjoyable. I'll probably yeah, see it again. Yeah. yeah. The only problem I had is I had to pay for this film. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I had to pay a dollar ninety nine or two ninety nine, but you I know, four bucks. God damn really. you, Carl! All right, well, L W A F L M O I T is worth it, especially to vote in the Razzies. Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about the final uh, movie nominated for worst picture. Okay, it is the King's Daughter. Okay, this one is worthy of discussion too, and this absolutely. one only gets three nom uh, Razzies nomination. Um. Worse, worse actress, but it's not her fault. She plays a certain genre style. The, the the namesake, the king's daughter. She's like every like romance movie I've seen on Lifetime. Very like has a smirk, has a spark, and her just accent nails the was line. terrible. Her fake accent. Were they supposed to be French, anyway? Uh, the yeah, story... Versailles, and they really literally did shoot in Versailles. In Versailles. Well, yeah, it's beautiful. The the fountains and such of Versailles. 
this they is what filmed in my... Versailles and then they filmed in Australia of all places. Probably for the tax break. I have to say this is probably the best good bad movie out of the lot. If you are looking for to watch any film, I recommend The King's Daughter. It's on freebie. It is entertaining and the twist ending. You is recommend so... this film? It's so funny the twist ending, which I'll reveal. I thought this film sucked, sucked, sucked until he was going to jump off the cliff and he had to make a choice. Right. And he made the right choice. He that part the right of the choice. film was good, but the rest of it. Let's back up, Carl, because not a lot of people know French history like we do. You see. Oh, we, we, we. The king of France captured a mermaid because he can be immortal if they kill the mermaid and he sucks the mermaid blood. And he during the will solar be, eclipse. During the solar eclipse, which will help France because he will be king of France for eternity. Ever. And there's one guy who's like overseeing and he can't wait to kill. Like I sent the male merman out of there. We got the yeah. mermaid. And he's like the king's daughter. The king is Pierre Bronson in one of his. Uh, wait, roles. I think you said it weird. Yeah. Say it again. The king, Pierre Bronson. Did Pierce. I get it wrong? Uh, Pierce. Pierce is how you say it. Pierce, Pierce. Bronson. Pierce. Piercing blue eyes, Bronson. <laughs> right. Uh, we saw him last year in an Entourage heist movie, and he was not very good in it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And this one, he he's half there and he's half not. It's not he's it's not really his movie to ruin. William Hurt shows up. The late William Hurt. Right. The late William Hurt, and this is his. This was filmed in 2014, believe it or not. Crazy. Even though it was 2020. But so therefore, it wasn't the last film he shot, but it was the last film his was ever on the screen. I kept this looking his at his character film. going, that guy looks like William Hurt. <laughs> <laughs> so, this film was also shot in two months. That's it, two months. Two months, and then sat on the shelves for eight years, right? I mean, unbelievable. Yes. It's, so it was, there was a 1997 novel called The Moon and Sun that this was based upon. Uh, William Hurt's final screen performance, uh, you know, it had been filmed eight years earlier so therefore well uh, just a real quick the king doesn't like the music being played to wake him up they 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 find this woman who's a musician she's gonna play better music and he likes right. it then he realizes hey i fucked her mom that's my well, kid no, he doesn't no they he knew he knew he was she was the daughter all along he was part of sending her to the convent yeah oh all right so she's right so she he says listen you're royalty you're my daughter right and I also have a mermaid I'm going to kill and use the blood and go immortal. And she goes, Wasn't the CGI oh. horrible? This, the mermaid is nominated for worst actress. Doesn't deserve it. I, yeah. Let her fucking speak and then I'll vote for her. Right. It's, she did her job. She sh yes. went like this and then they, they CGI'd the fuck out of it. It was terrible. Yeah. Yeah. So she becomes buddy with the mermaid. In fact, the best part of the movie is she breaks her arm and the doctor can't wait to amputate it. And, right. Uh, yeah. That was right a great off. scene. Cut off, cut husband, the future husband. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Yes. Yes. Ugh. <laughs> this movie. But she says, like, no, you can't kill Mermaid. Mermaid has a soul. And, and right. William Hurt, the preacher, is like, ah, uh, yeah, I know what a soul is. I'm a religious dude. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, no, man. And the husband's like, no, man, we're going to kill that mermaid and suck up her blood. So she goes to a cliff and says, Either you suck up the mermaid's blood and be immortal, or I jump off and I or I don't jump off a cliff. 
Well, it was like, only the mermaid will save my life if I jump off this cliff. So you got to make a choice. Kill her, and I die. Save her, and I live. Right. She (coughs) jumps off a cliff. And that Orlando Bloom dinner theater actor, the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The set looked like it was like, welcome to Pirates of the Caribbean dinner theater. It was really kind of goofy. Yeah, and then they jump off a cliff. That was Australia stuff, outside of Melbourne. Let's let's talk about the ending, which makes this one of the best bad movies I've ever seen. Refresh my memory. Sure. Well, you know French history, and you know that uh, oui, there was a mermaid, that the king had a mermaid, right? The, Le you know mermaid? the mermaid lived in Paris, Atlantis. Fran, Fran, France, Lance, French Atlantis. France there, Atlantis. Underneath France, under Versailles, is Atlantis. Right. And the mermaid gives the king's daughter... Breathing underwater power. Yeah, that's right. I, yeah. I couldn't understand that. That's why I sort of blanked that out. Like, how does she I have the ability? so hard. Can I give a dog a human brain if I want to? You know, how does she have the ability to give her gills? It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. No, and it's like, it doesn't make sense that the lost city of Atlantis is underneath Versailles. Versailles. You know? Versailles. Yeah. It's just, it was so Versailles. ludicrous. Versailles. And the whole film was about the king. And his conscious, and he had the, yeah. his daughter and the priest, and the film ends with the daughter, the namesake, becoming a mermaid. What the fuck's going on? <laughs> Did not expect that to turn into a mermaid at the end. Did not. So let me just tell you a few other things that I learned. First of all, Julie Andrews is the narrator, and Julie Andrews makes sense because she would be the princess, right? She was always the princess person. The princess Diary, she's in as well, yeah. I didn't so, recognize her or give a shit that she narrated it. And I'm sure the dub versions out. don't care. Nobody either. noticed that she – it just yeah. sounded like a correct nar- narrator. I didn't right. realize until I researched that it was her. It's in the credits. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, the earliest development for this film began in 99. Now, this was written in 97, this book. 99. It was um, – Jim Henson Company was all involved in this. Um and, uh, well, there's a bunch of, re- you know, Sony terminated their agreement with it. There's a, lots of backstory here. But, um, from the preview release. Right, exactly. After it was released, uh, after it was about to be released, they stopped and they said, we have to work on the computer graphics. And then some companies fell apart and it just sat around. Um, in the, it's the biggest china's biggest financial contribution to a non-studio film produced outside of china um it got three nominations for uh, the razzies here i guess we've said all we can about yeah. it now is it time to vote okay i all right let's vote i'm going to do it okay let me share screen here so that people at home know that we are voting okay so Blonde Morbius, Pinocchio, Good Morning, or The King's Daughter. What is the worst film? Morbius. Morbius is the worst film. Now, why is it not blonde? Because Morbius is more fun, more people talk about it. It hit a cultural nerve. It's a genuinely, like, it's going to kill the genre of superheroes, hopefully. This was a film that will drag Westerns down and drag... You wanted to die? It's like westerns. It's time to die. It's time to die as a genre. Okay. But I'm, okay. I'm voting. I put my vote in for Morbius. I, I think okay. it's a terrible movie, and my son talks about it. 
it hit a cultural nerve. It, it deserves to be celebrated. Okay, so blonde. What was your second runner-up? Was it blonde? King, Pinocchio, King's Good daughter. Morning? King's daughter. Love okay. King's daughter. King's daughter classic. That is what I am voting as the worst film. The okay. King's daughter. If Horrible. Morbius wasn't on the list, it would be King's daughter for me. But I have to go with Morbius. Okay. Now I don't think Good Morning deserves to be. No. It was bad, but it was good okay, too. Dave Grohl from uh, Foo Fighters made a movie called Studio Six Six Six. Machine Gun Kelly is not the only pop star with a vanity product move film. Did it's... I see Studio Six Six Six? No, it's not. Oh, well, okay. do you like to watch the the late? I mean, do you like to watch musicians riff? I don't know. Yeah. Okay. No, it's not worth it. It's a very long movie. Okay. So you are going with Morbius, and I am going with The King's Daughter. Done and done. It's a lock. Okay. Now we're going up to the top of the Razzies right. now, and we're going to start with Worst Supporting Actor. All right. So we have Tom Hanks, Xavier Samuel, Pete Davidson, Maud Sun, Evan Williams, and you can write one in if you want. Which, at this point, doesn't matter. So uh, Pete Davidson, uh, do you want to just go with what was your choice? So Pete Davidson, as we said, it's not a cameo role. He's a character in this film. Uh, I think Tiffany Haddish in, in uh, Easter Sunday was more of a cameo, even though she was a character in it. Uh, I'm not voting for him. Okay. Okay. Tom Hanks, I don't think, was a bad actor in Elvis. Everybody else disagrees with me. Yeah. Well, he think? was appropriately bad. You know, he was the the thorn in, in Elvis's side. Elvis was all glamour and, and, and just sincerity. No, but he wasn't, not in the, not in the, in terms of his acting, right? That's what I'm saying. He played it a certain way and it was really good in the film. Like it wasn't a good performance, but he's playing Tom Carn. He's playing him a certain way. It's a heightened performance. I, I don't, I don't know. I might have to vote for him because there's no one else I really care about. Okay. What about, Okay, I don't think it's fair to say Xavier Samuel and Evan Williams in Blonde were bad actors. It's it's criticizing the 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 movie and the storyline with these two characters. It's not really about the actors, and we'll see other nominations where their character was stupid, but the acting was fine. You know, yeah. the director gives you acting, sets the the tone, and you do your job, and they did their job. So then we have Pete Davidson, his cameo role in Good Morning. And I got to tell you, I think he did a good job. Barry, B-E-R-R-Y. Right. Yeah. He did a very good job. That was very good job. It, right? Mod, what do you Mod's think? son. You know, I thought he was fine. In that movie, He, him and uh, Megan Fox were great in it. I have no problem with him. I have no problem with the two people in Blonde. I guess yeah. I would give it to Tom Hanks just as a cultural tip, but the other one is Maud's son. That's yeah. a toss-up for me. I, That's I'm, where I'm, I'm going. I think his uh, performance... Now, look, again, if he wrote it, produced it, and directed it, he was doing it on purpose, so it's hard to vote for him. I right. can't vote for Tom Hanks because I think he was doing what he was supposed to in that film. I agree his with you. I agree with good. you. I have to go with Maud's son just because he is the lesser of... I am going with Mod Sun. No offense to Mod Sun. You obviously have your talents and you made a yeah. film where you acted. And I, I appreciate that. But your character was way too old for who he was. Yes. And all, out of all the characters, get it. He's over the every... top. 
Yeah, but they all get handed everything on silver platters, and he definitely didn't deserve any of it, let alone mm-hmm. like living in that place. So I don't know. So, Modsung, I'd like to apologize to you. It's just that you're up against Tom Hanks, the two guys in Blonde, and Pete Davidson. So you're the worst of the choices they presented us. I agree, and we're going to be doing that apology a lot. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, this is a good category. Yeah, worst remake, ripoff, or sequel. Blonde, Pinocchio, Firestarter, World Dominion, and both of the 365. Let's talk about 365. Okay. 365 was like a soap opera of the rich. You know what I mean? It was nailed nailed it. It was not, it was, it received the first movie, one worst picture of the year for the Razzies. It got a Razzies. The the first picture, the theme is so toxic that Mm -hmm. it was a gimme to to be the loser. The basically a Polish mafioso kidnaps this beautiful woman and says, you'll fall in love with me within the year, and kidnaps her for 365 days. Five days. And at the end, they are in love. And that's the reason why it got voted worst movie. Netflix, they probably, a lot of happy dads watching that movie. Because they had two sex. There wasn't one sequel in 22. There was two of them. Mm-hmm. And that's why they're calling it a ripoff. But... Like you said, it's not as toxic as the first movie. It's just a very long soap opera. It's an ode to consumption. They go, they have girls' night out where they eat, and the food, the table's covered in food. There's a big yeah. ass pile of spaghetti behind this woman. Yeah. Either take it, right. get a doggy bag, or like give it to the somebody, or eat the fucking food. It's just spending money. And how many times? And look do at their you... bodies. They are not eating all that food with those bodies. They oh. need needed a little tiny you know smorgasbord i mean that's they all were... we see are their bodies they're, they're yeah. this is my favorite scene in in both movies oh i walked into you having sex oops oops yeah that happened right in the beginning of uh uh this and then the day. third movie she's getting fucked by a model or something like that and 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 oops i walked in while you're having sex backstage now um one of the reasons why these two were released the same year was pandemic stuff. Um, in May 2021, you know, 30, 365 days this day's production was originally scheduled to begin in 2020, but delayed during the, the COVID-19 pandemic until February 2022. Same sort of thing. Okay, filming was set to begin in 2021 around Italy, Poland for the Italy and Poland for the next 365 days. So they filmed stuff and then they had to take a break and then they were scheduled to film the next one. It just coincidentally came that they were both released the same year. Did you remember at the end of the second one, she gets shot? Yep. And then the third one, she's fine. Yep. And she's like, you know, I got shot for you. Yes, that's right. And the boys kiss, the boys kiss in the third one. She has a daydream yeah. where they kiss, and they do. It's it's the same formula. It's some shitty song playing, and there's softcore sex happening. And if you like that kind of thing, Netflix has six hours of it for you. Enjoy it. It kind of there was a Michael Winterbottom, who's a director. He made a film called I think it was called Eighteen Songs. It was couples uh-huh. having sex to certain bands performing. Like bands would play, and then we'd have a romantic scene. I haven't seen it. I think it's NC-17. 
it sounds like a better movie to, than this these films the same idea you get to see sexy scenes with music playing over it the music's like they go to a club and the same crappy song plays what kind of club yes. doesn't play disco right 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 yeah okay so for me this one is gonna win um for worst River? really carl well, yeah. I can see like Blonde is there because it's the same thing with Princess Diana's musical last year. It's right. a it's a camp icon who's getting you know battered, and the view is terrible. It's an exploitative movie. I'm not voting for it. Disney's Pinocchio. It's another yeah. one of those live action films. This is not about art. This is about commerce. It's still not getting my vote. Firestarter. Yeah. I saw the movie. The director is really, really good. It's not a good match. The director does some really cool stylized neon lights and neon yes. background. It has nothing to do with Firestarter. And I don't really find it entertaining watching people catch on fire. I, they, you know, if it's well, an let's animated... stop and talk about that film for a minute. As you know, there was the um, uh, 1985 film uh, yeah. starring – what's her name? I was just on that. Drew show. Barrymore. She was nine Drew years old. Drew Barrymore. I enjoyed it with martin sheen and yes this film seemed like it did its job there's a stephen king novel by the way it was uh, a cheap this, stephen king movie like we it, haven't seen those before as if we haven't seen those before right yeah. um i think the shining was a good stephen film stephen king film and i think uh, pet cemetery was all right a lot of them were not good firestarter yeah. was good but I don't think this one was as good as the original. They just sort of remade it. Yeah, it's um, a Blumhouse horror picture, which is cheap and effective and does its job. And yes. I guess that's what I can say. And I thought she was fine in it. I, I We'll talk about it later, but there was controversy. They had originally nominated yeah, made her 13-year-old worst, actress. One of the worst supporting actresses. And I don't think she did a bad job acting no. in that film at all. The direction is to be dour. Zac Efron, one of the funniest guys you'll you'll see, bright Disney face. He dour. was the dad. Dour. Yeah, he was he was the Martin Sheen. I don't know. Uh, the Jurassic got negative reviews for sure. Okay, yeah, Jurassic Park World Dominion. Okay, that gets my vote and the story. What a fucking ripoff! I don't care for these characters. I the original characters were really fun. It was great to see BD Wong. He never leaves well, the lab at the last right. scene. Okay, they were back together though for the first time. The uh, what's her name, Dern yeah. and Goldblum, and what is his name, Sam Neill. Sam Neill. So they were back together for the first time. Is that Lord Dern is great, great in this movie? Yeah, she acts, she yeah. really, really acts, and that's the reason why you look at Bryce Howard, uh, uh, Reese, or whatever her name is, he doesn't really have that gumption. Like these characters. First off, let me just say the original characters were human beings with jobs that get stuck in this circumstance and tries to survive. Chris okay. Pratt is a is a dinosaur trainer who is really good on a motorcycle, who escapes dinosaurs chasing him through the streets on a motorcycle. He's like Superman. Yeah, these other people are human beings who are stuck in circumstances. He is like every man, every superhero man. And I just well, couldn't. Was... Yeah. yeah, go ahead. He was every superhero. <laughs> Yeah, so like I just didn't care for him. Did not care for him. Okay. Uh okay, I want to say about this film that it's the sixth film in Jurassic Park world and Which it's plays... going to be the end, the last one ever. And when we talk about the bubble, the bubble is a dinosaur movie and it's the sixth film. You know, we we're we're not there yet, but this film, no kidding, Jurassic World Dominion, no kidding, 
it inspired the bubble because yeah. that's what they had to do. They had to go to a hotel and and they had to do that like two week quarantine and um, basically, you know, and they have their Hollywood uh, egos and it inspired that film. Um, now this was a financial hit. It made a billion dollars. Well, I mean, revenue, it grossed a billion dollars worldwide and other sure. Jurassic Park films were not um, a hit. And that's it, not true. I mean, well, the other Jurassic World movies. Yeah, not Jurassic Park itself. Jurassic World, correct. Um, this was the fourth film in the franchise to gross one billion. The 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 other uh, the highest probably Lost World, I think, grossed in a million a sequel. Uh, okay, so I don't have it in front of me, but we know Jurassic Park did well. Um, this was the third film released in the aftermath of COVID-19 to gross a billion, big deal. The fourth film in the franchise to gross a billion, the third highest grossing film of 2022, unfavorable reviews. Yep. Right, Dallas Howard, that's her name. Listen, that gets your vote. Yeah, that gets my vote. I feel like sequels evolve, sequels go, wherever direction they're going, they lost me, like, the park was funny. It was dumb humans. You have dumb animals that got to stink, and those dumb animals kill the humans. That's funny. Right, right. And then right. they go to San Diego, and the second one is based on, and they, and then the third one, they go back to the park. The first world movie was funny because people are bored at the amusement park, so let's make them super dinosaurs. And then when super, the super right. dinosaurs attack, you remember that guy in the crowd who's running with holding two margaritas, running away yeah. from the. Yeah, that was funny. That had some social commentary. There's nothing like that. I this is about cloning humans, and I'm sorry. I just I don't care anymore. Make your money and don't call it art. Don't get me involved. It's a ripoff. Gotcha. Okay, so that's my so vote. You vote Jurassic Park World Dominion. I vote, you vote 365. 365 Day. Just because I hate it. Just because yep. I. You make great points about World Dominion. You really do, and. If if I if it wasn't for 365 days, it would be between. I would probably pick Pinocchio. I guess. I think the problem with six, 365 is such an inside joke among Razzie uh, members and not the, uh-huh. the public. So oh, that's no. a, yeah. Okay, cool. Worst screenplay. Worst screenplay. We got bon- blonde Pinocchio. Good morning, Jurassic World Dominion Morbius. Now, we've covered all of these uh, films in our discussion, so we don't need to go through them, so we can go right to it. So what do you think about Blonde as worst screenplay? I think it is worst screenplay. That's it's, what I'm thinking, too. Yeah. He, the direction he made are terrible. I Obviously, now that you told me, it is obvious. It has nothing to do with the novel that Joyce Carol Oates wrote. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of this topic. Nothing new. It was actually even worse to watch her blow the president of the United States without yeah, it being an actual straight out porno movie. Yeah, it gets my vote. Now Pinocchio created a dead wife, created a dead. I don't know. It's got reasons why you would pick it. Yeah. Good morning was stupid, but I respect them. I what respect they it. Did. Jurassic Park World Dominion. This thing was the same old film. You had this like corporate evil guy mm-hmm. who, who they're trying to make um you know uh Musk, elon musk or, or right. uh, he's also can we Steve say he Jobs. minded like i'm tired of watching characters like that if he's autistic he's autistic not every you know billionaire is like that but yeah he act, he acted a little elon-ish 
don't look up. He looked like that guy. I think Morbius was fine. You know? Yeah. I, like you, I'm going for blonde. Now, why are we picking blonde? I think the direction that this, that I think the perspective is terrible. I think the choices made were terrible. I think yeah. it should have been a female director, maybe. If you, it's a tired take of a tired topic. And it was awful to sit through. And I don't think the guy likes people. I don't think he likes women. Yes, I don't right. think he likes men. And it just shows in this film. Now, so. this director said on many interviews, well, many, it's two that I have, that uh, he, he, it's the first time he ever had a female as the center of his uh, topic. She did and a fantastic like job. She did a great job. And she's worthy of a nomination for Oscars, I think. Like, she really did... The movie would have fallen apart with someone else. The only thing I criticize, but I don't think it's her. I think it's the direction is the babe in the woods act throughout uh -huh. the entire film. Come you didn't on. like that, Daddy? Well, Daddy, you, you didn't like that? I didn't do good, Daddy? <laughs> she's been through two marriages. She's been through a rise to fame. She's been through abortions. She's been through an abusive mother. She, she's been through, I mean, she can't, you know, everything was like, where's my daddy? He wasn't a little girl. She was a drug addict and she had had her life experiences. She shouldn't have been a, a um, babe in the woods for the entire film. I agree. Blonde, worst screenplay. All right. Okay, let's talk about the worst director. We've got Blonde, Morbius, The Bubble, Disney's Pinocchio, Good Morning. And this is a tough one for me. Oh, it was the easy one for me. Okay. Are you going to go with Blonde? Nope. Okay. I lean towards Blonde, and Good Morning gets a maybe from me. I think the bubble was fine. Why don't we talk about the bubble? We haven't covered I that. am voting for the bubble. Okay, you are. Uh, Judd Apatow. Judd Apatow, I don't know him personally. I know him through his films. His films are really good. King okay. of Staten Island is probably the best film he's done, best film I've seen in a while. Okay. Very touching, very funny, people hanging out, very real. He did two documentaries about HBO content. He did one about his old colleague, uh, Gary Shandling, which is this fantastic yeah. four-hour, two-part documentary. He did a similar take about George Carlin. Again, these are H it's HBO documentaries about HBO comedy properties that they have. But they should be celebrated. And I thought his documentary on George Carlin this last year was fantastic. Okay. Fantastic. So he's really a well good done. director, but you this think was he a misstep. This was a huge, huge, huge misstep. The humor was the the premise was there. We're gonna piss on Jurassic Park Dominion trying to shoot a world trying to shoot during the pandemic. But none of the Pete Davidson hangs out with his buddies and watches a purge movie and it's funny, right? There's none of that hangout vibe in there. There's like really forced kind of jokes that don't really fly. This idea of you have to be isolated is so boring. You're rich and you're in a rich hotel and you're bored or like. But didn't it make you laugh a lot of, lot of times? They, I thought the puppeteers that were on stage as the dinosaurs yeah. kind of sold the show. They were very funny. I thought that it was unrealistic. Like they don't die of COVID. They die because of security alarms blowing them up or some shit like that. It's right. just, you know, it it was very, very flabby. And what about okay, okay, all right. Yeah. I I'm sorry, I like the director. You know, it reminds me of the director of Cut the Cobbler. He won an Oscar that year for Search and Spotlight. Sand, uh, uh, Sandler, 
right. Adam Sandler movie where Adam. he becomes a different person when he wears her shoes. It's a yeah. terrible movie. That director made Spotlight, that Searchlight, the fantastic movie about the Boston newspaper un uncovering the church scandal. Right. And he won an Oscar that year. So I feel like it's the Spotlight? same thing. Is that what it was called? Spotlight? Spotlight, yeah. Is that so one that with Michael Keaton? That's exactly right. You know what blew me away in that film? And I'm going on a tangent. The guy goes, okay, so most of the sex happening in the you know, Catholic church is between nuns and priests, right? But I was like, whoa, stop. What do you mean? That's, <laughs> ah, just, that's you know, pretty crazy to begin with. Screwing. That's I, a controversy. I, I, I think I just feel like the same thing happened to Apato. He this bubble movie was not good. His other films that he released, you know, in the last two years are fantastic. Top, you know what's ironic tier. is that this film is about how long they were stuck, right? But this in reality, it only they only they shot this in two months. Can you believe it? Um, yeah. All star cast for sure. This was the first time I saw David Duchovny like have a facial expression. I thought that was good. I loved when she lost her hand. She was like, what? I just, yeah, I just... she was, Leslie Mann was very funny in it. I know their daughters in it, and she was fine in that movie. You know, it's, I don't mind his nepotism. I don't mind his tangents. I mind flabbiness, the humor. And this is, Carl, this is the only movie on the list that actually acknowledges the, uh, the COVID pandemic. Yes, that's right. And a lot of them were affected by it. Yeah. Um, okay, so you are voting for uh, Ted Apatow, director. and I am voting for Blonde because I think this guy really dropped the ball with his conceit and his budget and his – I just think it was a really foolish movie. Uh, Fair I, enough. You know, if you're doing a biography, why would you make it a fictitious – like, Because he's a legend. He's, he's – He's talking about the legend. I yeah, yeah I, I agree. I thought he was bad. I thought step. the the bubble was a bigger misstep for me, and I was uh -huh. just, I was really disappointed. I'm not saying he's a shitty director. I'm saying this movie was poor. This directed. movie was done yeah. for. Okay, okay. So we now move on to worst supporting actress, and here we've got some new films to talk about. Yeah, the three fifty five was like a spy. Um, it's an international. Yeah. International cast sounded like 1899 with the different languages going off. Uh, Jessica Chess, be careful what you wish for, is what I thought because I love Jessica Chastain and I wish she was in every action movie ever. And I got mm -hmm. my wish. This movie, like, <laughs> this is the one they remind me of the A team. Nothing bad will ever happen to them, even though a lot of drastic death happens. Uh, but they can walk in and not get harmed. And so a lot of it just kind of dissipated. Like, of course, they're going to have a fight scene. Of course, at the end, they're going to be fine. So it wasn't really yes. engaging to me. However, Jessica Chastain is one of the best action movie stars I've seen. And her fighting scenes were great. Um, and it was an all-star cast. And which, so let's talk about the nominees in this movie. Penelope Cruz was fine. Right. Her character was terrible. Her character was a therapist hired by a spy agency to talk to a spy. So it was kind of like Mel Gibson and Dangerous, right? He's the therapist. She's the therapist that's going to talk yeah, to. Yeah, that's guy. right. The ch the Clint Eastwood kids film. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Scott Scott Eastwood is is dangerous. I enjoyed that film. Yeah, I mean, it had its moments, uh, but this film was like so. She talks to that that handsome guy, the Spanish guy, and she's very flat and she's very informative. 
Then the guy gets shot in the fish market, and she's like, Ayuda! She suddenly <laughs> has so much emotion. And then she decides to be a spy, even though she has absolutely no training. It's not only is she good, but she can also seduce people. And suddenly her character is like a seduct fake seductress to get this billionaire involved. And it's like, did she learn that in therapy school? Mm, it, yeah. It wasn't right. her acting. It was the character that was really just didn't make a lick of sense. Now, do you think that uh, Chastain, Chastain would have been good in Blonde as a Marilyn? Yeah. Didn't you see that uh, Jim and Tammy Faye Baker, The Eyes of Tammy Faye? No. You recommend it? She's fantastic it? in it. She, I yeah. think she won an Oscar for it. She's great in it. You think I should watch it? Yeah, it's on HBO somewhere. HBO, what is it? Uh, the Eyes of the, Tammy Baker. If you have the chance to see the documentary, The Eyes of Tammy Faye, that the movie's based on, it's a Tammy much better. Faye? Wait, Tammy Baker, isn't she the wife of Jim yeah, Baker? Yeah, Tammy Faye Baker. Oh, okay. oh, so they Tammy made a documentary, Faye. and she, she was involved in it, and it's uh -huh. a great documentary. And the movie's kind of based on the documentary. The documentary's better. I would recommend it. Do you I remember don't... why it's called the 355? Yes, because uh, Washington George Washington had a female okay. spy, yeah, yeah, and it. they called her Agent 355. And right. then Dan Chastain says, it's not because we didn't know who she was. It's because she didn't want people to know her name. That They knew her name, and they weren't going to tell her. So yeah. at the end, these international spies become their own agency. Okay, so it bombed at the box office. Okay, but you don't vote for it, right? I – was going to vote for Penelope Cruz, but I feel like she's an Oscar winner who did who did her job. The character itself was just completely batshit and didn't make a lick of sense. So it's the character, not her. Okay, so then we have Lorraine Bracco in uh, Pinocchio. Pinocchio. So I'm trying to look out, look right now to see what she did. It, okay, so what was her character? Okay, yeah. here's Wikipedia. And cast Lorraine Bracco as the voice of Sophia, a seagull. Ah, we oh, know the seagull. seagull. Yeah, and they, the seagull did have a Lorraine Bracco voice. Right, right. Yeah. Now we know what what uh, what it. <sighs> All right, whatever. I thought it was a younger actor doing that voice. I thought it was like someone else. She's fine. But I guess she doesn't get your vote either. No, no, and I I have someone. I picked someone already, but I not her. Now, Bing Bing, Bing right. she's a punching now, bag. She's been nominated before. Okay. She played the non-speaking mermaid in The King's Daughter. Uh-huh. And you don't – so, yeah, you already told me that's yeah. not – And then okay. she, her character in the 355, yeah. you know, her English is flat, and her when she speaks Chinese, she's a lot more uh, acting. But she was fine in it. She played the characters. She was, you know, an empty slate. Okay. So then I think you're probably not going to pick Morbius. She was fine. She was not the problem in that movie. That I'm, leaves only... Mira Servina. Yeah. And, you know, this is the same circumstance with Maud's son, and I apologize, of course, to these nominees. I'm voting for her because I have seen the movie Lamborghini. Yeah, me too. You I'm know what? It, it's kind of like it doesn't make the finish line. Like, it's... It has so much, and Frank Grillo is great, right? This guy who's in every shitty beat action movie, he's acting in this film. And it was going to be Antonio Banderas. Oh, well, Grillo does that a good job. An he's, he's, he's listed as an executive producer, so he got some effort out of it. 
Okay, so uh, it was also confirmed that Antonio Banderas and Alec Baldwin had been cast as huh. Lamborghini uh, as an adult. Grillo did so, a good job. I thought he did a great job. He looked great in the suits. Okay, now, uh, Lorraine Servino. Uh, she is a good actress, at least in history, you know? Yeah. Oh, so yeah, I'm she's... voting for her too, but I want you to know that, you know, Mira, I want Mira to know herself that I'm apologizing, but this yes. was, you did not do a good job. Okay, there's two scenes. One is the dinner scene yes. in which they're having a confrontation. That could have been a great scene. She was you not hear... there. She wasn't present. Right. You was... hear the dialogue and what she's talking about and where she came from in the relationship to where it is now. She could have killed. And I know this actress. What right. did we? She was with uh, Phoebe in that. Uh... She was with the. Yes, she had a run in the 90s. Romy, of a Romy lot and of Michelle's great... high school reunion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. She oh, had no, a run she's... in the 90s of a lot of great films. She's in three scenes in this movie. And. He doesn't really hit her mark. She doesn't seem no. present in it. She's a movie star that doesn't have a movie star presence in this film. Yeah. Congratulations, Razzie. You finally found somebody I could vote for in an obscure movie, which I would yeah. have never watched otherwise. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm voting for her, but I'm holding my nose. I think it's punching down, honestly, voting for worse women. Um, no, it's what well, I don't know what you mean by that. I um, mean that me as a guy, I'm voting on on female actresses saying they suck. I don't feel wow, great. You about are it. woke. You are so woke. That's the right. That's is, right. I never use that word. Woman. Why is it a woman? It's just an actress. I mean, okay. she didn't do a good job. They're they're There's following the seen... they're following the format of the Oscars, so you have to have uh, worth supporting. But it's Can not only necessary. women vote for women. Can only men vote for men? You're not punching down. Are you above a woman that you're punching down? Sometimes I, I feel like, like I'm punching world. down when I when I have to vote for worst supporting actress. That's all. Okay. So it's... I think also there was the scene in which she leaves him, and she could have nailed that too. Nailed it. It was a public scene. There was a great scene in the in the in the restaurant where he's flirting shamelessly flirting with this woman while and then right. Mia Severus tells his son like just leave and then yep. she confronts him and I just it misses the mark so yeah congratulations Razzies for finding a bad performance for me to vote for that was a big stretch. Uh, okay, now worst screen combo. I'm real like mad at the Razzies for this because okay wait a second wait a second. Wait, I think I'm suddenly. I think I was thinking about this wrong. It says worst screen combo. It doesn't see worst screen. That's right, couple. combo. Oh, they they. Well, it's usually it used couple. to. Yeah. Okay. All right. My complaint in the past was they were doing these jokes like Tom facing Tom Hanks in his face, you know, and that's not a screen couple, but they changed it. These son bitches. Combo. Yeah, combo. Well, last year they nominated Jared Leto and his terrible uh, accent in House of Gucci. Yeah, they did that for. Yeah, I remember that. I was mad at them for that too, because but it was couple. I understand. Let's talk about Tom Hanks. He was obviously a heightened character. He was the villain. He was, you know, he was a composite. He did wear fake makeup. It was distracting. Not the worst out of the list. So you vote, oh, not the worst. Okay. No, I'm not voting for him. Now, we've makeup. got JFK and Marilyn Monroe in the blowjob scene. We've 
I, I, I'm inclined to vote for that because it was repugnant. Me too. Me too. And it wasn't okay. necessary. Like, here's your chance to, to film a scene, show it to the world, and this is what you decide to do. So Marilyn blow the president, and either it wasn't not hardcore enough for my taste, or it was just in poor taste. And uh, I don't know. Yeah, if if it was like okay, if there was like a small porno movie on Pornhub that said Marilyn Monroe blows the president, okay, now I'm excited. Yeah, right. If you're making this movie, you're doing exactly what I've already said it before, haven't I? Okay, the two sequels was my next runner up because I hated that. (laughs) You didn't like Machine Gun Kelly and Mod Son? You don't think they've they're best they've been think, best friends for so long? I don't think they deserve to be in this category. I don't think they're the worst. Do you think I the think director of Blonde has an issue with women? Yes, I definitely. Yeah. I can't. It, okay, not knowing him, but reading his interview stuff, I think yeah, I think he does. I'm going. I'm going with him showing the blowjob scene. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Okay, worst actress. Now, is this the last nominee? No, we have worst uh, actor. Too. We yeah, have okay. worst actor left. Worst okay. actress. Um, first one up is the actress from Firestarter, and they retracted it because of her age. Which and so honestly, the Razzies are saying, "You want to give it to us because we fucked up." No, first off, I watched all these fucking movies. Yeah. I'm not copping out and voting for that. Second of all. Okay. These nominations are fucking ageist anyway. Half the joke is that, you know, Sylvester Sloan is 80 and Diane Keaton is 70 and they're still doing their shtick. It's mm-hmm. ageist, right? This We have uh, Alicia Silverstone listed in the Raquin, whatever it's yeah. Raquin, which the is queen. a French word for shark. Yes. Right? She goes to where, Vietnam? I don't know. Yes. Like, yeah. Yes, and Vietnam. We get to, the movie starts off with this graphic stillborn uh, miscarriage. Yeah, and with the blood and her memory of it, so it's a pretty heavy hand to start off with. But really, she and her is. husband goes to this beautiful beach house right in the water in, in Vietnam, and unfortunately, a hurricane knocks the house into the water, which is it covered with sharks. It floats away. It floats away, and there's sharks, 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 CGI sharks, and like open water and all these like real time ish, one day torture porn movies. You have to wait till the end to see what actually happened. Yeah, that's right. You have to wait till the end. And the end was like a stupid kind of jokey pun. Th- not pun. Uh, it, it, the, the sign said, beyond this uh, line, it's dangerous. And she looks at the camera like, yeah, no shit. No you shit. Know? Yeah, I'm on this side. I don't know. Now, like those movies are filmed in Orlando, Florida. What? Can you believe that? That no. they just wanted to make a film. She got voted for for worst actress, partially because she has a reputation of of some people feel she's not a good actress. I'm not one of those people. I do not agree with the Razzie. She should not have been nominated. It was a sucky film. But when she was – okay, so she was on the phone with her mother and sister, right, and talking about the pain of losing the child. I think she was really acting. When they were out there in the water and the the husband cuts his – and the blood goes into You're the right. water. And she gets she, this post-traumatic shock. Uh, she did a great job acting job. that. She I acted think like she was a, fine. She acted her age, which is probably why she got the nomination. She acted her age. She responded to the terror like a person her age would do, like I would do at that age. And mm-hmm. she looked like a human being. So that's probably so why. Let me, 
I want to say this about her age, okay? She was looking old. That's not a bad thing. It's a right. good thing. She looked great. These people, like um, uh, when Harry met Sally Lady, like they they, they start getting right. older. And, right. So they, they, they want to stay a kid? It's ridiculous. You look like a freak. You need to grow as an actress and play the mom, play the grandma, play the um, the she worker the who's getting she... laid off. You know, there's yeah. roles for you as a mature woman. I'm a big fan of hers, and I thought she did a really good job acting this film. The film was just kind of had a running time, and it ran its time, and it ended. And, yeah, you know, it's I've seen other films. I guess uh, All is Lost with Robert Redford. He's an old yeah, guy. I remember that. So I fast forward to the end to see if he survived. You, you know, did? I yes. No. I couldn't care less. Listen, I was watching that film the whole time, and he was going to die. That was what was going to happen. Does he? You know, no, he got oh. saved at the last fucking millisecond of that film. He was just, he was like, that's it. All is lost. I'm dead. And that's the second he got saved. Gotcha. I don't think she deserves worse actress. I don't think she deserves it. So what? Okay, now Bryce Dallas Howard, she wasn't a bad actress. Yeah, but look, given the circumstance and given the fact that Laura Dern chose is was so much better, he only has three scenes in this movie, and they're usually it's under the shadow of of her husband. Uh, you know what I mean? Like it's not there's nothing urgent for her to do in this movie, and the bubble makes fun of that too. They're like mm -hmm. one of the characters, like you know, you weren't in the last one, and now you're back, and there's really you don't really have anything to do, and you don't, you don't have anything to do outside of these movies, and that's unfortunate for her. I don't think she did a great job. Out of this list, she probably had the worst performance, but you know, I'm, I'm okay, picking here. Bryce Dallas Howard, is that your vote? Well, Diane Keenan was fine. Mac and Rita. Again, it it never crossed the finish line for me. It it yeah. seemed like a ninety percent there movie. I enjoyed what it was, which was a great premise. Here's a thirty year old woman who has who's an old soul, right? We met people who you could see the old person in them, right? They My act like Scott. an old person. Like was Angela old, Lansbury, old, she was a hottie, but we all know yeah. her. She all came into that old woman role, and she played an old woman in the Manchurian Candidate, even though she was yes. the same age as Sinatra, give or yes, take. Yes, yes, yes. You know, uh, or Lawrence Harvey, who was supposed to play his her uh, son. So, this movie is that this this woman wishes she was an old lady. She's written novels about her grandma, uh, memoirs about her grandma. She goes to Simon Rex's giant tent, and Simon Rex, who was great in in uh, Red Rocket, gets a very funny two scenes. He he was more of a cameo than anything else. Yes, and, he had two cameos, yeah. right? And he turns her into an old woman. It's wish fulfillment. You know, she he wishes he didn't to be, know he was doing it. He was surprised. He was he was he shocked. Yeah, and he didn't recognize her, even though that happened. There is no the explanation why, why, how it happened, why it happened. The fact that he wasn't there when she came to and was Diane Keaton. This film really jumps through a lot of hoops to try to make it a little more in depth and make it, you know, like the grandmas were really funny, and a lot of them are like, you know, character actors I've seen in other films. The the wine club, they were funny. But they didn't, I don't know, it's just this movie missed something. It was too pristine. Her apartment in Los Angeles had hundreds yes. of books and thousands of board games. And it just looked like it was set design, you know. And Right, right, right. 
And also the guy falling in love with Diane Keaton, it's not that it was unbelievable, it is unbelievable, but the thing is, it was never addressed on himself as an internal conflict. Like it is inappropriate to be with the 70 year old woman, a person who could be my mom plus. There, that was never explored until Diane Keaton freaked out on him. I thought know. it was bad taste that he would go Mac on, on his girlfriend, this woman's aunt. Like they had chemistry together and she obviously liked him. And then suddenly he's macking on the aunt. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, she kind of says in dialogue, like I'm the aunt, like, remember that conversation, that awful conversation we had about shrimp. I'm reprising it because, and he goes, Oh, you magically turned into an old lady. It's the same person. <laughs> but that, no, but he never, she keeps it a secret. She doesn't keep it a secret from the best friend, but she keeps it a secret from him. Oh, that was a passionate kiss one year later at the Barnes and Noble. Yeah, 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 it was. Let me say that uh, there's a woman named Taylor Page. She played the best friend. Yeah, Carla, right? Wait, she was a great actress. She she did her she job exactly right. She, she was getting married. Uh, Mac was her her best woman, you know, and bridesmaid. Uh, brides, and, yeah. You know, what do you call her? Maid of honor. Maid of honor, right? Yeah, and so that was kind of like I don't know. It just never really got explored. I wish there was some another X factor to this movie. This movie was pretty grounded, pretty adult. It just seemed like something was missing. I don't think it was Diane Keaton's fault. Again, it's COVID acting. She played. She was just in her room by herself, and they shot her scenes. You know what I mean? Like no, no, she, no. She was throughout well, I mean, the whole they, film. She was with. There was people, but there was people. some scenes where she was just in a room by herself, and. That's what I mean by COVID. It's just one person and the, they shoot one person. That's it. Okay. Now, gonna... I think she doesn't, I don't think she did a great job as an actress in this film, but I don't think it's w bad enough to no. be worst actress. No, I, I agree. I mean, she's supposed to be the same character and it doesn't seem that way. Like, it doesn't seem like she studied the original actress who played the 30 year old character yeah. to see, to have the same quirks, but she did fine. Uh, and then Bryce, I don't know. Out of the bunch, I thought she was the weakest. The King's okay, Daughter was but fine. The thing is, what did she do? Okay, no, wait. King's Daughter, you just said, was fine. King's, yeah. it was, King. this actress in King's, first of all, her, her accent was horrible. It was terrible. And her, like, nicey-nice, I don't know. It, she, for me, she's going to win. I think that Bryce Dallas Howard didn't, do anything wrong okay what does it mean a bad actress like we look at a, at um marie marie what's her name servino we look at her and we know she could have nailed this she part nailed it. right yeah she didn't that's when i say you're you're a worst actress i think I, that bryce dallas howard didn't do any scenes in which she showed a weak you know she was scared for her adoptive daughter uh, I'm not going to vote for anybody. I'm, I'm, I agree with you. I was going to vote for Bryce Dallas Howard because she's blank, but he's not given anything. He's in six scenes in a two and a half hour movie, and she yeah. doesn't do anything. It's unfortunate Laura Dern doesn't do anything and is fantastic in this movie to kind of show that you can add personality, you can act in these roles, but she's not given the opportunity. I I'm actually going to leave this field blank. I'm, I'm sick of it, the whole can controversy. Can we do it? Can we yeah, do of course. That? Yeah, of course. I didn't know that. Okay, then I will leave it blank too because I was going to vote for Kayla, K 
Hey, she's fine. She's like a Hallmark Channel actress. She she has the smirk. She falls in love with the right person. She she emotes. She was she wasn't the worst in that movie. Okay, so then, okay, we said we weren't going to cop out and give it to the Razzies, but what else can we do? Silverstone. You know, you're right. I mean, was fine. Howard was fine. You going to vote for that? I guess so, just to not have a vote. And yeah, it's all right. honest because these other ones were fine by us. So Listen, all I'm going to say is that I wish the Academy listens and drops these forced rules. Like, just look at the bad movies. Look at the performances. If something stands out, we'll nominate it. If a movie's bad, forcing them into these car- categories is just a drag sometimes. Yeah, yeah. We have to justify worst supporting actress. It just gets tiresome. Well, right. I mean, oh. was okay. Do they? Okay, let's. We're almost done with this category, but just because you said that, did they really think that Alyssa Silverstone was bad? I mean, I could see why they would think Diane Keaton was bad. Yeah, Diane but, Keaton, but, right? There was some missteps in there. It's because missteps. she has. Yeah. They all have histories of not being good actors of have Actresses. of bad roles, so they keep dredging up these names every year. Sylvester Sloan, for example, coming up. No, but I that's gonna be my choice. He oh, was really? horrible. He was bad. Uh, I th- I I'm not a fan of his, but it was a decent movie. I mean, he was okay and he did the thing. He walked, you know, and his dub body double was there for the scenes where people talk <laughs> and his stuntman Wasn't was it there. unrealistic? Let's talk about this film Samaritan. Yeah. Wasn't Samaritan. it completely unrealistic that burning fire they were in for about 25 minutes. Thank you, Carl. Thank you. I agree with you. That little boy would have died of of, absolutely. Okay. So one time I go to an air show and they were doing a Vietnam reenactment in which they were using napalm. Okay. Now there was us in the parking lot. Then you had the airstrip and then you had this grassy area behind the airstrip. Okay. They, they dropped that napalm so far away from us. We could feel the heat. Like if you would turn to the left, you'd feel it on the left side of your face. You turn to the right, you feel it on the right side of your face. It was so hot. You cannot be standing in a fire, a burning building. It's like an oven. It's an oven. Yeah, this is basically like a street level superhero movie where it's more about crimes on the street and gangs than it is about flying spacemen. So yeah. I kind of like that. I like that aspect of it, Granite City's grittiness. Basically, mm-hmm. there was twins. And that's the thing about this film. If you're going to have a Sylvester Stallone evil twin movie, you wait until the final reel to, to see the the evil twin. Well, he nev- we never saw the twin, right? He had, he, We're the- going to spoil the movie. The evil twin is actually the good guy. Yeah, so I don't mind spoiling movies, and if people watch our show, they know right. I'm doing that all the time. But This is for the voters, anyway. Yeah, you need to have seen this film to vote on it. Now, in the end, he reveals he wasn't Samaritan. He wasn't the good guy. He killed Samaritan. He, he was, was Nemesis. And that's why he stopped being a superhero, because he really was stopping being a supervillain. He didn't want to hurt people anymore. Why do you think he was the, he's the worst actor? Because of his performance. Because while I was watching it, I thought he was shitty. I thought he was walking through it. Okay. You don't. Okay. Well, well I, let's. I, I, I already. Know, I, it's obvious who I'm voting for, but it's not going to be Professor Sloan. Uh, it's let's obvious. Just see. 
There's some merit Jared. in the... Yeah? Yeah. Jared Leto gets my vote. Okay. For Sylvester, for Samaritan, I just want to. Uh, what was interesting to me, it's a co-production of Metro Goldwyn Mayer and Balboa Productions. Balboa. Balboa. That's pretty cool. And then also, I should mention his co-star Martin Starr, the conspiracy theory that the boy talks to. They're, yes, they're both in Tulsa Kings together. Nothing really interesting to say. Okay, so. For you, it's not Sylvester Stallone. No. Now, Tom Hanks gets a shot. We've already talked about how bad. We already bad. talked about it. It wasn't a good performance. Okay. Now, Pete Davidson in Marmaduke, I don't want to give it to him, although it was sucky, because it was a cartoon. It, it was wasn't what you wanted. To Kids want to hear his voice, and he delivered. Right. And I wanted yeah. to hear his voice. There yeah. was already a live-action Marmaduke movie. This is a Netflix children's film where it's cheap animation. It has nothing to do with, with the original strip other than there's a big dog named Marmaduke. It's not the old man neighbor right. that, that was a that 2010, 2010 live-action film. That, or maybe you're not talking about that, but Marmaduke yeah. was also oh, – Yeah, it was, okay. already, it was already done as a kid's live-action film. So this is just a Netflix content. They singled out Pete Davidson. I thought his he was flat. He was off-putting, and he was yeah. delightful in this movie. It was exactly what this film needed was his his voice, yeah, and, and it delivered. So I I don't. Jared Machine Leto Gun got Kelly. oh Machine Gun Kelly. He's not a good actor, and he does like impressions of other actors, like he does his Jim Carrey, and he does his this. Yes, he did do a Jim Carrey, and he did on Batman. I think it was fine. I think yeah. it was fine. And He's listen, a... you know his accent, right? I believed he was an American. Oh yeah, right? for the whole film, I I thought that was his accent. I didn't yeah. realize he was British until the after the end. Yeah. Jared Leto, he makes decisions. He House of Gucci was a decision. It wasn't good. <laughs> it was definitely entertaining. He was this horrible film, in House of Gucci. He was terrible in Morbius too. Morbius, he the weight on his shoulders should be there for for dragging this film. I wish you well, know, and he did. We all he, messed up here because. I was going to vote for Sylvester Stallone because he really is a bad actor. He was great in Rocky. Hey, he was I great. agree with you, but he was okay in this movie. I really wanted to hate him in this film. I really do. All his films are ripoffs to me. They deliver. They promise something and never deliver. And he it delivered. He's a gruff guy with a hood over and a lunchbox, yeah. and he walks around the homeless centers. But they're not really homeless centers because they're actually bad guys disguised as how right. you know like. Then I guess I have to vote for Tom Hanks. Okay. Jared gets my vote. Okay. And okay. I think that's, that's all she wrote. We I'm are about to and... submit ballot. Let's... Let me make oh, sure everything's cool. Yep. Go through the list. I'm going to go through my list, make sure everything's checked off. Okay. So we're supporting actor. I said Mod Son from Good Morning. Mod Son gets my vote. The guy he also gets hair. your vote. Then for the worst ripoff, Blonde was a serious runner-up. I say it was both 365, and you said Jurassic World Dominion. Yep. Okay. For worst screenplay, we both said Blonde. It, it just Blonde. it made shit up. It just okay. Worst director, I said Blonde. You said Judd Apatow. The bubble. bubble. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And and with your apologies, because he's a good director. I have a lot of apologies to these people, but it was not well-directed. We both agree on uh, Mira Sorvino. She is a yeah. very talented human being. She could have nailed that. He had three roles in this movie and didn't deliver. Yep. Three scenes, yep. Yeah. Um, worst screen combo, 
we both did you did you say it as well? I think we both said the fallacious White House scene. The fallacious White House bedroom yeah. scene. Yeah, terrible. Okay, worst actress just for lack of a bad actress here. They were all either just fine or good. I thought Alicia Silverstone was good. She's we good. went with <clears throat> the Razzie's blunder of nominating a 13-year-old. Uh, either that or I abstain from voting for worst actress. Right. Well, what are you going to do for real on the ballot? Uh, I'm putting down, should we give the Razzies a well-earned Razzie for this year's World Act? Okay. And with with a caveat to say that ageism is not just singling out 12-year-olds, it's singling out 70-year-olds as well. But how is it ageism? Because Diane Keaton was celebrated for being a 70-year-old woman. Right. Well, first off, I'm sorry she's not old enough for Brady, that she's not 80 for Brady. She's 70 for Mac and Rita. Okay. Uh, she has a certain shtick, you know, like Richard Gere, his hair is always perfect. Diane Keenan, she always has these crazy outfits. And there's, there's, yeah. some, there's she had a wardrobe specialist listed in the end credits. Well, but how is it ageist? Because they were supporting her age. But because it's like Alyssa Silverstone, she's known as a bad actress. So anything she does, they'll always nail her. Oh, the Razzies was being ageist, not Mac yeah. and Rita. Oh, okay. no, no. Mac and Ruby was kind of a weird, it was, it was funny about that, you know. Yeah. Okay, worst actor. I wanted to say Sylvester Stallone. You talked me out of it. That's because, okay, he was in that movie in uh, Garrison, New Jersey, which he was the cop. That was a Copland, good Copland, Copland. Copland. Of course, Rocky, we know. But he's in other stuff that is just so shitty. Judge I didn't like Dredd. him in Copland. Oh, yeah? But yeah. didn't you think he was being a real actor for a change? No. I oh. thought it was a hype about him being a real actor, but I didn't feel it. Okay. So that's why I was voting for him because I think he's notoriously bad. But you talked me out of it. Yeah, this he was fine you're in this movie. For... He's notorious. Yeah, I'm going. Yeah, so you're going with Tom Hanks as, right. as yeah that overacting. I'm going with Jared Leto. There's Morbus is Morbi. You know we're Morbing. Let's go yeah. Morbing. It's it's, <laughs> it's 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 you can't escape. Worst picture. Yeah, I said the King's Daughter, and you said Morbius. Morbius, right, right, right. Why did I ask that question? Blonde was, a, I think, for you too. Blonde was a serious runner-up. Serious. Okay. Submit ballot. Me too. Are and you by the... sure? Are you finished? Are you Are sure? You... Can we get to the next show already? <laughs> yes. Right. Submit ballot. Yes. Download receipt. Thank you. Download receipt. Okay. Well, results right. will be told on Monday. January 23rd. Well, that's wrong. What? Results will be told... On Monday, January 23rd. Okay. That's wrong. What is wrong? What is wrong? Well, it's Monday the 23rd already happened. So the nominating results are not... My, oh, okay. Where do you see that? Go, go ahead and, and uh, close that, that uh, ballot yes. receipt. Right there. Thank you for participating in this year's 43rd annual Razzie Awards. Look for oh nominating my God. results on Monday, January 23rd. Oh, my God. Razzies, you're fucking up, Razzies. Razzies, don't you have a webmaster? Yeah. We're in the 21st century. We love you, Razzies. We did it. We love you, audience. We made it an hour and 50 minutes. We uh, are an hour. Yeah, an hour 46. Yeah. We are... Uh, Bad podcast, Razcademy members. It's very exciting to vote. 
I was very happy this year to learn that you, all you need to do is pay some money and you can be in the Razzies. That's part of the um, joke. Yeah. So. Great. Yeah, and people complain about that, but you know what? That's five months of Twitter at $8 a month, right? <laughs> and you're still giving your opinion. So. All right. Yeah. All I'm right, glad well, this happened. We did a lot of streaming. We watched. We did it. Uh, we want to thank you. Next week, we uh, we have a bunch of movies. Uh, we did this. This episode is a special episode. It bumped whatever we had next. But we'll yeah, should I just airing... tell the audience what's next? I'll just go there right now. Oh, sure. I can't. I can't. I don't know why I can't. My head's like a sieve. I don't remember either. I, I, I don't have my external hard drive. I can't tell you what's coming up next. But we've already mentioned it last week, probably. So stay tuned. Next week, we'll be watching a full-length movie on YouTube. We'd love for you to join us. Join our podcast. Subscribe at LWAFLMOIT. We're in person on YouTube. You can watch our, watch the movie Synced and watch us talk. And also, we have a Celebrity Comedian countdown. You can see the Celebrity Comedian on YouTube at LWAFLMOIT. And finally, YouTube. listen to Muni Radio. Right where we stream first every Sunday at 2 p.m. Thank you, Carl. And donut and donut. I mean, donate. Donate. Hit the donut button. Hit the donut donate. button. Thank you, Michael. Thank you. Love Thank you. Show. Thank you, audience. We'll see you guys next week. Let's watch a full-length Song. I, I'm Mike's friend. My turn-ons are satin sheets. I love to be outdoors. Follow me on Twitter. Jokes to Carl. The French duh, not the duh duh. Let's watch a full-length Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hey, Hi, Mike. Carl. Thanks for having I am an official co-host now, and I, I welcome our audience. I was going to thank you, but there's no need to thank you. I'm a regular. You've been a regular on this show for, I don't know, the second year. We've been oh, I've been regularly the... booked. Yes. We're right now streaming first on mutinyradio.fm, the Internet's uh, radio station from San Francisco. You can listen to us every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We follow Found Round Sound with Scotto at noon, and we're right before Ugly Sundays. Uh, so you can tune in to mutinyradio.fm uh, beginning at noon PST and listen to some music, then watch a movie with us, and then listen to more music. How about that? We're going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube. We also have a podcast by our acronym, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. We also have a YouTube channel that uh, Colin... That Carl, sorry, uh, Carl. That's all right. Colin's equally as much a friend as me. <laughs> like uh, level. We we are here on YouTube as well. Uh, you can watch us yourself. Hey, look, I'm wearing my mini radio shirt. An exclusive. Oh yeah. wow! Uh, Holy cow! Those what? you can't just get those for free. 
Mike Spiegelman's wearing a Mutiny Radio comedy <laughs> festival in Los Angeles? Yeah, that's like the last year and a half. Um, so you can follow us on the YouTube. You can follow us on our podcast, or you can stream here as right now on Mutiny Radio. Mutiny Radio can use your donations. Go ahead to Venmo, donate at Mutiny Radio. Carl, what is the movie we are watching? What full-length movie are we watching today? Today we will watch The Kid Brother, 1927. The Kid Brother, okay. 1927. The channel we like is titled Films. Uh-oh. Way to hit it over the head. It's what, films. What's that's the catch? What's like. the catch? Okay, so go ahead and type in The Kid Brother. That's from 1927, and that's a special year. We'll tell you in a sec. It is hosted by the channel <coughs> Films. 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 Click the link, hit pause, move it to zero, zero, zero. Uh, we have a really excited, Carl produces this yeah. show, did the theme song. He yeah. syncs up the videos. Yeah. And he interviewed a celebrity comedian. I did. To, yeah. So while you go on YouTube and figure this out, chill out. Carl has an interview with a uh, celebrity comedian. The celebrity comedian will give you, talk about himself, herself. And then we'll do the celebrity comedian countdown. And when that comic says go, we go. Carl, take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Gary G. Garcia. Welcome, Gary. What's up, baby? Now, Gary, thank you for having me. Yeah, well, thank you for being there, being here. I mean, I have you here because you are a big-time, hot-shot, headliner comedian. I was excited to get you. But the first thing I want to say is when people look you up, they got to include the G, right? Yeah, G. Garcia. Very important. Otherwise, Very important. I come up, uh, when you Google Gary Garcia, I come up like on page nine. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of, there's a lot more people named Gary Garcia that are doing much more than I am. <laughs> <laughs> um, but if you put in Gary G. Garcia, I pop right up. Now, you were a epic, epic records recording artist. Yeah, Tell back in uh, 1992. How did you get from there to here? Okay, so we're going back to 92. Tell yeah. me a little bit about that time and what was going on with you in your life. Uh, well, we had, uh, we had we had started what at the time was the first live hip-hop band. Uh-huh. So it was, uh, you know, live guitar, bass, drums. Uh, we had a live DJ, and then we had a dude, my boy Peter George, who triggered the samples, and I was the vocalist. Uh-huh. And we were called uh, Smoking Suckers with Logic. SSL for short. You know, we, we, had, we had a very brief, very quick pop of light. You know, I got to get into Rolling Stone magazine. You know, I had a little <laughs> article there, first issue of Vibe. So it was very quick and we faded very fast. Well, we, that we, is still. We killed ourselves, really. We, we shot our own foot, feet off. <laughs> well, a hell of a ride. So, what, you guys self destructed in a way? Yeah, no, in every way. That's exactly uh-huh. what happened. We just, you know, you can't give a bunch of. When I, I was 22 at the time, when we got signed, we got signed uh, for like 800,000. Wow, it was yeah. a very large. It was a very large uh, deal for you know a, a first time band, and uh, everything was looking really good. But our heads blew up before the album did. <laughs> our heads blew up even before the album came out. I mean, we were 22. We didn't have no guidance. So you know, here it is. We're taking pictures. I was in the first issue of Vibe. I played with Ziggy Marley. I was playing with KRS. Wow. I played with Julian Lennon. And, you know, you tend to, well, we also got, I should mention, we got kicked off the Bob Marley tour. I mean, yeah. the, the Ziggy Marley tour. Um, because of, 
you know, our antics. We were a little crazy. It was it was a lot of kids from the street, and uh, you know, a lot of things happening quick, and no, nobody, you know, we, we, were, we were just wild, man. We went on tour, and that was the end of it. Once we got back from the tour, we left. They gave us a twelve passenger van to go on tour, brand new. When we when we bought it back, it looked like it was from Road Warrior. Oh wow! The windshield was completely shattered. I hit like a wild turkey doing sixty-five miles an hour in cruise <laughs> control. It was insane. It was an insane ride, but it was fun. You know, we had some moments. I got a song in uh in um Street Fighter Two, the animated movie. Uh huh. They got one of my songs in there. Awesome. I got a couple of movies. Yeah, so it was cool. Yeah, that's very cool. I mean, I I understand that it fell apart, you know. Yeah, but then we got blackball, which is very true. You can get blackball. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought that was a myth, but it's actually very true. You can get blackball. You know, we had all the majors coming after us when we first signed with Epic, but then when we broke up with Epic, nobody wanted to touch us. The word was out not to even let us in the door. Yeah, and we weren't we weren't let in the door. We could have probably broke so. through it. We were very talented, but I didn't have the patience. Mm -hmm. You know, I was young. Now today, kids and that stuff start having kids. You are not young anymore, right? Not you're yet. in your fifties, like me, and you're yeah. out there doing comedy. Now your your base is Atlantic City, and this is a tourist spot, so the crowds are good every single night of the week, right? Tell well, me about this. Pretty much, I mean, the winter it slows down. In the winter, the average, like I said, on a Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, you're probably going to get like twenty, sometimes even fifteen. You know, but uh, for some reason, Tuesdays, I think it's because they give the free hotel rooms on certain days. So Tuesdays, for some reason, pop. Okay. And uh, then you got the weekends. The weekends carry us through. Saturdays, we're always going to have 100 or more both shows. We do two shows every night. And uh, we're supposedly opening up another spot down the boardwalk. I'm not really at liberty to say it yet because I don't think it's been completely finalized. Right. But if that's the case, we'll have another room. Before no, COVID, we had five rooms. So that'll make you have three rooms. Yeah, then well, well, the Anchor Rock Club, I don't know if we're going through the whole winter with that. They do okay. a lot of rock shows there, too. Right now, we have a deal with them where we're doing uh, Mondays and Tuesdays. Okay, okay. You know, so uh, what was the, I mean, before COVID, we had five five rooms every single night of the week. I would do a show in Tropicana, run to, run, you know, get off the stage, run all the way down because we had another show going on, but I was going on later, run down to Caesars, then run to Bally's. Then finish it off over at Showboat. Wow, what a night! Good times, yeah. It was rock and roll, man. Just running from show to show, going off. It was great, and each room was usually pretty well because there's always going to be people out here. And the good thing about Atlantic City is the people that come out here. Unlike New York, I do a lot of shows in New York. I'm out there every Monday. I run a midnight show there called uh, the Not Quite Tuesday Show with my brother Adam Gable. Uh -huh. When I say my brother, I mean my brother in comedy. Um, <laughs> Uh, Adam Gable, we run we run a midnight show there. We've been out there for like, we've been out there doing shows for two years, but with the Not Quite Tuesday show, it's a full year. We just made like a year about three months ago. We made a year over there. So that's always popping. But out there is different because that's tourists also. And, yeah. and, but the tourists there are from like, you know, you know, freaking other countries. You'll get people mm -hmm. from Denmark and England and Ireland and in all these different countries, which is great when you when you do well because you know your stuff is universal. People from anywhere can you know can relate yeah, to it. Yeah, yeah. But in Atlantic City, the tourists that you get are Ohio, PA, you know Chicago, Detroit, and, and right. like you know uh, Florida. And so when you hit the road, 
these are people that are actually going to follow you and become fans and, and stick with you. Having, having two fans in England is great, but it's not going <laughs> to do nothing for my career. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so the good thing about Atlantic City is it correlates to when I hit the road. Because mm-hmm. the people that see me in Atlantic City, when I come out to their hometowns, then they come out to see me. So, yeah, so Atlantic nice. City, you know, has been has been a blessing to me. You know, in so many ways, even just the time during COVID, we were open. Once they opened up the restaurants, we were the only live entertainment in probably anywhere in, in the East Coast, but definitely in Atlantic City. There was nothing else open: no bars, no clubs, nothing, no live shows. We were the only live show. We were allowed sixty people. And uh, we were sold out every single night. I bet you, yeah. And I was doing two shows a night, 30, 40 minutes a night. There were some nights, I think the longest I did was like an hour and 26 minutes is the longest I've done so far. One night they just let me go. I was like, go as long as you want. Um, But I was, there was a point I was, I'll say, and I'll say this boldly, and I'm pretty sure it's true. I was doing more time as a comedian than any other comedian, definitely in the East Coast. Uh-huh. Um, I would probably say 